Sony, Nintendo, and Valve all have VR chat in this episode. Epic takes a shit on Valve, then wipes its ass by buying Rocket League. <laughs> Ubisoft is fighting reselling game keys. Sanic, the Hedgehog, the movie chat, Hyperkin's new hardware, NVIDIA's new GPUs, the anniversary of the Microsoft and Telemouse, Sony's $70,000 8K TV, Amazon's and Kohl's, Motorola Razor. What the fuck? I have so much stuff to talk about this episode. It is unreal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Honey House Live. This is episode nine. Let's get into it. Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. <laughs> Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community Discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. Yes. The remix. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live. It is so good to see you. Hope you're all doing well and fine and dandy. This is episode nine, and uh, I've lost a week because I was sick last week. So, yeah, you know, I didn't record last week, and I apologize for that, but it's okay because we are here. We are live. We are having a good time. I'm just pulling up all my notes here. I have so much to discuss this week, and I cannot wait to get right into it. First of all, just to remind everyone, this is the podcast and webcast, because we're also uh, got the live video feed going on YouTube. Uh, the podcast where we talk about gaming, retro gaming, modern gaming, PC gaming, old school, new school, whatever school. Lots of great gaming chat there. We also talk about tech. We get into some of the uh, the new tech uh, news, maybe some articles, maybe some blunders, maybe some some new stuff. Because you know we're gamers and we're tech people, and if you're into one, you're usually into the other. And I figure this is a great way to bring us all together. So thanks for being here. Um, again, this is episode nine, May fourth. All right, wear my Star Wars shirt. You can see uh, the X wing there. How about that? I always like the shirt because it kind of breaks down. Yeah, you probably can't see the details. And I got it like size like 4X. It's massive, but it's comfy. And that's, you know what? That's what it's about. Um, I like to get this all right out of the way at the beginning of the episode to let you guys know where to take part in the show. If you want to join in, I would encourage that and appreciate that. Of course, everything can be found at HeineHouse.com. That's the website, H-E-I-N-E, House.com. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, handle at Heine House. And of course, your audio questions. You got something you want to ask me, maybe a comment, maybe a question, maybe something hilarious you heard, maybe some chatter about games or tech, some stuff maybe I missed. I'd love to hear from you. Record yourself on your smartphone or computer or wherever you are. You know, like I said before, maybe you want to record yourself on the talk boy, bust that out, send it on over. Send me the cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> record yourself and send it over via email heinehouselive at gmail.com and of course this show is completely funded by your support on Patreon winner. winner thank you to everyone here on the screen patreon.com slash jason heine I appreciate your support on Patreon the show is completely funded by it 
And uh, it is here today because of all of you amazing people that are listed right here. So thank you guys. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. If you like to take part, if you got a chuckle, if you like the show and you're like, man, you know what, man, me. Yeah, that's cool. That's my shitty Bugs Bunny impression. Ah, whatever. Uh, please do check it out. And uh, I have all my music up there. All kinds of really fun stuff that you can take part in. Uh, and of course, your smart devices, you know, ask it to play the most recent episode of Heine House Live. It will do so if you're at home or at work or whatever. You know, if I can help your commute, your work day, that's the most amazing reward I get is that you telling me that. And lastly, HeineHouse.com. Give me a review on whatever podcasting app you listen to. That really helps me in the trending. So I appreciate that. Um, this is a huge episode, so I wanted to blaze through that intro and really jump right into this stuff because I have tons of gaming news. I have tons of tech stuff. Massive shout out to the lovely Stephanie. She came through. Give it up. She came through. And uh, really came through clutch to help me write a lot of this stuff. She's been working throughout the week. And putting together stuff. So thank you for that stuff. Um, I Since I wasn't here last week, uh, I have an entire week of more news. And also an entire another week of this week in gaming history that we're going to get right into. Uh, but first, before we do that, I want to say my week started off fucked. I got sick. All right. So that sucked. Uh, I ended up giving it to Steph, you know, because sharing is caring. So I, I got her sick. Great. Um, but... The most fucked up thing, and this is actually kind of a, so learn from my mistakes, even though I didn't really fucking do anything for this to happen, but my PC fucked up. My Windows 10, my my gaming PC, the PC I'm using right now to record this and that I use for streaming and everything, it wouldn't turn on. It would not fucking, well, I guess it turned on, it wouldn't boot. And so this is, to be honest, this is kind of a PSA for everyone to let let you guys know what happened. I want to talk about it, tell the story because a lot of us are on Windows, Windows 10, and we're all going to be on Windows 10 at some point because this is the version that they're going to stick with and can continue to update for years to come. Uh, and you know, a subscription based service is what's going to happen down the road. So anyway, so my my week started off completely fucked. So I got sick. I had to take some time off yesterday, or yesterday last week, and it was just totally totally fucked. So my computer wouldn't fire up. So I go in the morning, get my coffee, hit the button, fires up. Um, I don't even see post. I don't see any of that. It just goes to, uh, it can't find the boot drive. So I'm tripping out. I'm like, okay, well, why, it, why did it not find the boot drive? So I go into post, tell it what boot drive, my C drive. And then it just sits there and it goes into Windows recovery, which you gotta, you gotta hand it to them. In Windows 10, it's, actually really nice uh, i was doing it i've done this before in windows 98 and an xp it's like pulling teeth dude it's like pulling teeth um so windows 10 not bad it sensed that there was a problem it wouldn't boot so it went into windows recovery and it gives me some options which is nice it gives me options like you know try to uh repair a disc which i did of course try to repair a disc and do a bunch of other things but it would not boot for whatever reason it just did not see uh, Windows on the drive. Something happened. Some Windows file got corrupt and it would not boot into it. So I'm tripping out. I'm like, oh my God, you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? So the last, the, uh, the last resort is to uh, uh, repair. I believe it's called repair. I should have wrote all this down for the story. 
I think it was called Repair Windows. Oh, let me start my timer. Shit. Um, repair Windows, which is, to be honest, this is really, really nice. So before, when you have problems like this, you have to basically reformat. Just shut everything down, fucking reformat the drive, fresh install, start over, you lost everything, you're fucking shit out of luck, you're up shit quick with no paddle, right? Well, not necessarily Windows 10. This is great. So repairing the PC, what it does is, or is it called refresh? No, it's called, ah, fuck. You're going to correct me. I know you're going to correct me. That's fine. I just don't remember what it was called. I think it was called repair PC, repair computer. But what it does is it keeps all of your data, right? All of your, your files, but it deletes all of the software, all of the apps or any programs that you have installed. And then it reinstalls all of the Windows essential files and core files. This is really smart, and I have to hand it to them. I have to give it up. This, although it sucked, and I was very frustrated and pissed at why the fuck did it do this for no reason. But they gave us a resolution, and it it worked. All right, so I was able to to do this process. It took about an hour, and when Windows came back, it booted up, and we I got I got to my desktop, and sure enough, there is nothing on the computer. No programs, but all of my files were there. All of my documents, all the pictures, all the files, all the stuff. Except for one small little thing. For Of all the fuck, like, dude, I could, I could live without some other shit that I have on the computer. But what gets fucked up? My open broadcast software, OBS, that I'm using right now to record. OBS fucks up. And I have nothing. I have no scenes. I have no audio settings, video settings, nothing. It's completely fresh. Like I just opened it for the first time. Now I have spent years. <laughs> well, I guess it feels like years. I've spent years working on like this type of a setup, like getting things together. So in OBS, I, I spent many, many weeks tweaking and fine-tuning and things all all uh, looking good, sounding good. And to lose all that was, fuck, oh, it was terrible. I mean, I lost everything, even even like this slide right here, this Patreon slide. Now, sure, I can go in. Obviously, look, I went in and I fine-tuned. And in fact, I I made it look better. I trimmed I trimmed it up, made it look nice, you know, changed the text, looks good. So it gives me an opportunity to make it in, uh, improvements, to make it better. But still, it really fucking sucked that I lost everything. In fact, you want to see my uh, overhead cam? Yeah, how's that look? Black screen. I don't even have it hooked up. I didn't even fucking, I didn't even do it. I, I basically have like my my uh, iPad. I just set that up. My mirror iPad. Like it's taken forever, but it's worth it. All right, it's worth it. this. All it's all part of the plan. So anyway, my PSA here to everyone is that if you do have a fuck up in Windows 10, don't 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 be uh you know, don't get too crazy. It actually has built in tools that. That worked for me. It worked for the most part. And I'm happy because it could have been a lot worse. I could have lost everything. And of course, I do have backups of my stuff. I do keep backups, redundant backups of things. So um, one thing I didn't update or uh, uh, have a backup was my OBS settings, which I do now. So I learned how to do that. I thought it saved it, but it it uh, it actually doesn't have like an account or anything. You have to actually save the files. So I'm saving those now. So that's kind of fucked up that it did that. Uh, so yeah, Sunday started off with a bang. Last week was fucked. Um, I've been playing a little bit just, just before we get into weekend gaming history, I've been playing virtual racing on switch. Uh, I did do a little stream of that last week. So if you want to go back and watch that twitch.tv slash the house, 
is my Twitch page. You can check that out. But it's on YouTube. I uploaded it there as well. What a great game. Arcade, pretty much, I'd say it's 98% arcade perfect port of this game. And the, the only part about it that isn't is the contrast and the coloring. It's off a little bit. Just a little bit. Other than that, it's wonderful. And I'm so happy that we have it here on Switch. Um, I did have to get a Japan account, which I should talk a little bit about. I don't want to spend too much time on this stuff because I have so much other shit to talk about. I can't wait to get into it. But I did create a Japanese Nintendo uh, eShop account. It's really not that difficult. It's the same process of creating a North American or European, whatever, whatever region you're in. Super easy. So you can do that. The hardest part is getting funds for that account. So you create your Japanese account. It works the same way. You just select your region. I select that was in Japan. And you go through the whole process. You know, you use a different email. You have to use, a, you know, another email. You can create one or use a different one. And then from there, you have to get funds. Now, you can link PayPal, but you need to have a Japanese PayPal account. And I don't have that. I didn't really want to set that up. So Stephanie got on Play Asia because uh, she did a Google search and found out that Play Asia sells the uh, uh, eShop cards. So you can buy them there. I think they mark them up two or three bucks, something like that. I thought it was worth it, you know, for a one-time thing. If you do that a lot, it wouldn't be worth it. But one or two games, yeah, 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 yeah. it's okay. So anyway, bought, she bought that, gave me the code. I put that in, added the funds, bought the game, and everything works perfect. You can use it in any account that you have. Perfect. It's so nice. And I love it. Love virtual racing. So I want to let you guys know about that. I did that. First time setting up a Japan uh, eShop account it's not that difficult so don't be scared of it you go right in there you go hard in the paint you set that shit up you do it do it do it do it Winner. are you guys ready for this weekend gaming history <laughs> yes and of course i am uh, two weeks behind so i'm gonna blaze through this it's gonna be tons of fun and last episode episode eight i did like three extra days, like my weeks are fucked up. So I went overboard. So, hey, man, we're continuing the fun. So this week in gaming history, this is the part where I talk about the release dates of some of our most uh, famous and awesome video games. And it can be on any platform, whatever. Just this is the history of them. And it corresponds to the week that this podcast has been released. But even if you go back and listen to it any any time during the year, it's still fun to hear. I'm going to be doing May 1st through May 11th. Buckle up and hang on to your seats. Here we go. May 1st, 1995. Kirby's Dreamland 2 on Game Boy in Japan was released. 1998. Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut on N64. Those were great games. And you know what? It looked really good on N64. I just... Man, I'm coming from Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct. So 98, man, that was a crazy year like for fighting games. It was actually 98 was an amazing year for games. Period. I think that was to be honest, maybe I should do an episode only on 98. I really could. 98 was like a golden year for gaming. There was so much that came out. Uh but yeah, Clay Fighter, always a great-looking game. It was hard for me to really get into it serious. It was really funny too. Loved it. 1999 Ridge Racer Type 4 on PS1. Of course, you guys know me. And this is one of my favorite Ridge Racer games, hands down, on PS1. The analog control is so good. And I just love the soundtrack. Oh my God, the soundtrack is so good. 
Matter of fact, I want to go listen to it right now. 2001 Gauntlet Dark Legacy on PS2. Another fantastic game. Great arcade game. The port, the home port was so good. To this day, it's so good. I love it. Love it. Good on PS2, but great also on Dreamcast uh, with four controllers in there. They have an N64 version of it too, which is okay. Uh, 2018 on May 1st, Beat Saber PC VR. Which uh, I think is also on PS4 as well. Somebody somebody um, recommended I, I get that game and play it on PlayStation VR. Where it looks like you have like uh, fucking uh, Star Wars lightsabers and you're like chopping shit. It's like, it's like Fruit Ninja. It's like Star Wars Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Sounds good. Sign me up. May 2nd in 2006, Gallop Racer on PS2. Remember that shit? It's a horse, horsies. Oh, I love ponies. Harold, what do I do with this weefy? 2014. Kirby. Triple Deluxe on 3DS. 2014. Same day, same year. Mario Golf World Tour on 3DS was released. Next day, May 3rd in 2004. Red Dead Revolver on PS2 and Xbox was released. 2005, the original Forza Motorsports on Xbox. Or Motorsport, sorry. It's not Motorsports. I mean, it evolved into Motorsports, all right? So lay off me. Lay off me. 2011, Motorstorm Apocalypse on PS3 came out. That was the uh, last one that they did. Rest in peace. Gosh. The apocalypse. I'm waking. I feel it in my bones. 2016 Battleborn on PS4 and Xbox One. Remember that game? Remember Battleborn? Yeah, I know. Nobody really does anymore. It was a hero shooter, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. In 2018, just a few years ago. One year ago, Donkey Kong Country Trop- Tropical Freeze on Switch in Japan was released. So they ported that on over on Switch on May 3rd. How fantastic. Moving on to the next day, May 4th and 2000. One for the Dreamcast, folks. Three Wheel Thunder. Three Wheel Thunder. It's fucking Four Wheel Thunder, isn't it? <laughs> it says Three Wheel Thunder. Oh, Stephanie, I'm going to blame her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip out and blame her. No, I totally wrote that. Four-wheel thunder. Yeah, it's the, tri- it's the trike edition. <laughs> Can you imagine the off-road trikes? Oh, my God. Dude, we need a... F- okay, we have skateboarding games. We've got boat games. We've got Razor games, right? Little Razor scooters. We need a fucking trike racing game. Three wheels, dude. That's the name of it, too. Three-wheel thunder. Oh my god, I'm dying. That'd be hilarious. You can see kids on their trucks just like fucking, get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to get to the ice cream truck. Trying to get to 7-Eleven. Hell yeah. Four Wheel Thunder. 2005 Star Wars 3. Revenge of the Shits. Oh, shit. Hold on. There's another typo there. Sorry. Revenge of the Sith on DS, PS2, and Xbox. And 2007. Forza Motorsport 2 on Xbox in Japan came out. Same day, same year, 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3 on DS, PC, PS2, PS3, Wii, and 360. Oh, my God. It's so cross-platform. Next day, May 5th, massive day, huge day, 92. Wolfenstein on PC was released. I remember Wolfenstein like it was yesterday. I remember seeing this game for the first time and it actually changing my life. I know it sounds weird today, but if you can put yourself in my shoes in 92, um, you know, seeing a game like that in like 3D, full 3D pretty much, I mean 3D for the time, and the violence and the sound and the, I mean, that you can control this person and shoot these people, like it was amazing. It sounds morbid talking about it, but it was just an amazing game. It changed everything. <clears throat> changed my world. That really made me fall in love with first-person shooters. It was the game that really created it. 1998, Einhander on PS1 was released. Great game. Great shooter. 2009, Plants for Zombies on PC. Remember that one? Remember that one? Plants for Zombies? Remember they had a Garden Warfare, too? Oh, that was hilarious. It was actually a really fun game. I used to play that on uh, 360. With uh, the old Pete Door and a bunch of other people. A lot of fun. And 2015, Wolfenstein, The Old Blood, on PS4 and Xbox One was released. May 5th, big day. May 6th, moving on, 2001. Great, great Mario Party 3 on N64. This was an amazing... I actually... 3 is good. I like 3. You know, 1 and 2... 1, you can definitely tell they were getting, like... You know, their feet in the water. They're like waiting in the water trying to figure out how this is going to work. Two, they improved upon it, but it still had, had to work the kinks out. It was still like light play, 35 round. It took like four hours to fucking play like the basic game. It was so long. So three, I think, got it right. I think they went down to 15 turns was the minimum. Am I right? Or is that 20 turns? It was still like three hours. But yeah, Mario Party 3 is great. My, just so I know you're thinking, Jay, what's your favorite Mario Party? Four and eight are my favorites. 2003, yes, the game that changed the world. Day of Defeat on PC. Use the Piot. Use the Piot. Spondu, guys. Spondu. If you don't know, now you know. Look it up. Spondu. 2004, Samurai Warrior on PS2 was released. And in 2015, Project Cars on PC was also released an amazing racing game which i think is on sale on the humble bundle store right now this week if you go if you're listening to this right now during uh, the week of uh may early may may 4th 5th 6th 7th 2019 it's on sale go go get it may 7th 2002 crash bandicoot collector's edition on ps1 was released that's a great game we're blazing may 8th 2002 spyro collection on ps1 was released in 2007 command and conquer 3 tiberian wars you know they're making a new command and conquer it's like an hd uh pretty much a, a true faithful hd remake of it uh ea one of the one of the few things ea's done right in the last no i don't know 15 years they went and got the original team who made it at westwood brought them together put them together they put them in a padded room with Mountain Dew, coffee, and chips, and said, fucking put this game together. Here's some PCs, you know? 
And they're doing it. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait to play it. I love the first Command & Conquer. Used to play it back in the day. Uh, May 9th in 2001, Dance Dance Revolution on PS1 was released. Remember that? had a little gimpy-ass pad. <laughs> you jump on that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. 2003, Destruction Derby 2 on PS1. 2005, Donkey Konga 2 on GameCube. God, that game is fun. I love playing Donkey Konga 2 because it had a cover of Usher on there. And I always be like, yeah, what up now, bitches? Yeah, I'm playing Usher on my Donkey Konga, motherfucker. But y'all know about that. All right, we got two days left. See, it's double, double or nothing. Double trouble. May 10th, 2005, Need for Speed Underground 2 on DS was released. Anyone play that on DS? I never have. But Underground 2, classic. Oh my gosh, 2009. You remember this day? Minecraft, PC, Mac, and online browser. I remember when Minecraft came out and it was like a free beta. They let you download it and then try it out. And I remember playing it thinking, ah, that's okay. Not that fun. Oh boy, was I wrong. The community loves it. Uh, 2016 Uncharted 4, Thief's End was released. Last day here, May 11th. 1995, the Sega Saturn. The Sega Saturn was released in, in, uh, in the U.S. How about that? And, of course, on that same day, Daytona. Let's go away. Let's go away. Was released. And also Panzer Dragoon. Those were launch titles. How about that? What do you think about that, Tim? Uh, yeah, that's right. This week in gaming history nice more like uh this two weeks in gaming history <laughs> let's move right along i got some gaming news i want to talk about um first of all uh square enix they announced uh their e3 2019 press conference date and time this is really fascinating I wanted to bring this up because more and more people and companies, developers are doing this. And I've said this before. I, I don't want to like repeat myself, but I'll, I always, re- I'm going to repeat myself. It is cheaper, more, it's more cost effective, but it makes more sense to do a, um, I call the Nintendo direct, right? They were kind of the ones that started doing this. They were the first ones to be like, yeah, fuck everyone. We're going to just do it ourselves to just stay home you know, put on your Snuggie, you know, no, no clothes underneath, just put on your Snuggie and do the broadcast there at your house. That makes sense. It's cheaper. I mean, it costs millions for some of these companies to go out and do shit like this. You got to really think about it. You know, when the jeopardy of like an entire development team or studio or company weighs in on a game and they're spending millions on a fucking trade show, like. You got to look at it from that that perspective, to be honest. And so, anyway, Square is not going out to uh, uh, doing any of that. They're doing a, what they're calling a special broadcast, a showcase. It's, quote, exciting lineup of titles. They shared this via Twitter, by the way, just quoting that. Um, and fun fact, Square is taking the time slot that is usually reserved for Sony. Um, so Sony did announce earlier that they would not be attending E3 and, uh, they're opting to uh, stay home. Like I was talking about before. So anyway, that was my point is that, you know, Sony's saying, ah, fuck you. I'm not going out. 
and that Square Enix will be in its place. Pretty fascinating. Be interesting to see. What are we going to get from Square, huh? What are we going to get? What are your guesses? Which Final Fantasy are we going to get? Let me know. Um, I did get around to be playing some more of the PSVR, and I wanted to talk about this. I started making notes of this last week because um, I really, really like it. And I know I've already said this, but I'll just kind of say it again briefly. I really like the PlayStation VR, and I think it's a, a step in the right direction. I think it might be a little... Well, I mean, it's what, $250 or something right now? I think that's fair, you know? I think when it came out, it was what, like 500 I think that's a little steep for what it is. But I, I really feel like VR is awesome. It's fun. It's going in the right direction. I don't think the PlayStation version of it here... I don't think it ticks all the boxes yet. The resolution isn't there. Um, the accuracy isn't there. And the sound isn't there. I mean, it's just not there yet. And it really comes down to the resolution. It just doesn't look that great. 720p, I know I said that before, but I feel like it's even lower than 720p in some cases. Like I was playing, I'm playing Drive Club VR, which is amazing, by the way. Completely amazing. I fucking love that game. And thank you. Thank you for allowing us to play the entire game in VR and have it open. Like, Gran Turismo Sport? Fuck off with your bullshit locking everything. Oh, now play it. Uh, play the single player. Uh, play online. And then uh, you'll unlock the VR levels. No, fuck you. I bought the VR for $200, $300, $400, $500. I want to play the fucking game. And I paid 60 bucks for your game. I think it's bullshit that they lock everything and make you play single player to unlock the VR. Fuck that. It's bullshit. So thank you, Drive Club VR, for letting us play the entire game in VR. And tune in next week. I'll tell you how I really feel. So yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I really like it. And um, I think that in the future, VR is something that I would like to get and invest in. And something I'd like to play. And we have some more VR talk, uh, in fact, coming up right now. You know, Nintendo Labo VR hit the market. I know I'm a few weeks behind on this now because I took a week off. But reviews are coming in, and guess what? They're not very good. And I have not tried it yet. I'm, in fact, very excited to try it. I'd love to. But it's uh, people are saying it's not very good. Uh, they're saying the Switch doesn't seem to be powerful enough to give a proper VR experience, which kind of makes sense. I mean, Nintendo consoles have never really been horsepower uh, powerhouse consoles, right? They've always been about the experience and the gaming, um, the type of games, the first party games. They've always been about that. So that makes sense to me to hear that. Um, reports are saying these are all buzzwords that they're talking about. Laggy, frame rate isn't smooth. Some even said, quote, looks dated and ugly. They're talking about uh, Mario and Zelda games that got updates to where you can play them in VR. Uh, reality is, folks, is that to do VR properly, and fuck, I mean, even the fucking PS4 Pro with VR, even that is not enough to really do it right. I mean, it has, I mean, the fucking PS4 VR setup has an actual dedicated unit uh, that is there to help with processing, you know, to help process that. Like, there's a dedicated fucking box that you have to hook up. So, you know, 
I'm not going to say that I've been to Walmart and bought those cheap $15 VR headsets and plugged my phone into it and tried it. I'm not going to say I did that, but I did that. <laughs> and they're terrible. And I just think that the Switch is kind of like on the same sort of wavelength as that. I don't know, man. I cannot wait to try it, though. I'm excited because I want to judge it for myself. But remember, it does take a lot of horsepower to do this shit. And I don't know if the Switch is prepared for that. But Nintendo thought about this before they even made the Switch. They knew they were going to do this. It was all part of the plan. So maybe they thought they'd get away with it. Are you into VR? Are you excited about VR? We got a lot of VR talk going on in here. I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. We have some issues, though. We have some issues to overcome is that the technology, I think we're getting there. We're very close to it. But the price now, the cost for it is going to be massive. It's going to be massive. In fact, moving along from uh, Nintendo's VR experience, Valve enters the ring in VR. And they have released specs on a new virtual reality system that they're calling Valve Index. Hang on to your fucking Gordon Freeman crowbars. They've released specs and prices. It's actually on their website. And they sold out within 30 minutes, mind you. 30 minutes. This shit's gone. I went and looked on Steam today. It's not there. I mean, the page is there, but you can't buy it. Can't even pre-order it. The Valve Index. It is a $1,000 VR headset. And before you start being, holy shit, and I did the same thing. Let's look at some of the specs. And you be the judge if you think it's worth it or not. Um, you can get just the headset without the controllers or the base station for 500 bucks. All right. So 500 of it is the actual headset. So here's what valve says. And I have some, I have a bunch of bullet points here. Let me see if I can get through this here and do it in some cohesive manner. The index and the new base station offer 1440 by 1600 resolution per eye. Okay. That's the same as the Vive pro. Um, another factor of sharpness is custom full RGB LCD, right, in there. And they, or they tout that it will display 50% more subpixels than OLED, which when you start putting that in a very small, narrow space right before your eyes, I bet you that, that resolution, I bet you it looks incredible. And what I'm really interested to know is how, how's the brightness Right, because the brightness is something that, like the PSVR, Jesus, it's so fucking dull. So, like, I want to turn the brightness up. You can't do that at all. So, I'm really interested to see what this will be. <clears throat> um, a persistence of 0 0.330 milliseconds, which increases the sharpness during motion, which is very nice when you're looking around. You're not going to get any of that ghosting or any of that shit. Uh, it says has high field of view with custom lenses. Okay. It says lens adjustment is done, quote, right. We've done it right. Okay. High geometric stability. Straight lines will stay straight. Optical canting. Balances the inner and outer FOV. Software ensures that the devs don't have to worry about that. There's a whole bunch of shit here. Bunch of buzzwords. 120 hertz refresh rate. An experimental 144 hertz mode. Wow, that's pretty impressive. It is backwards compatible with games designed for 90 hertz screens. 
built-in speakers. They don't, they don't touch your ears. This is really cool looking. You should go look. I should have... Did I put a picture? I didn't. I should have put a uh, picture of it in here. It has these speakers that like sit just off of your ears a little bit. And I think that's really nice. And they're they're pretty big too. They're like the size of... A little bit smaller than these. So looks kind of nice. Um, it says that it has modability as well. We don't really know what you know what that entails, but seems like they're open to it. Um, base stations 2.0 sensors that you mount over your player space and uh, have longer range, wider field of view. This all helps with that. The base stations. And it's compatible with the 1.0 base station. So if you have those already, you can use those. That's pretty nice. Yeah, man. A lot of stuff. So let's, let's just jump down. There's a bunch of other shit, too, that I could talk about. But we're going to move forward. The price breakdown is it's 1000 bucks for the full VR kit. Okay? Um, so that comes with everything you'll need. Two base stations, two controllers, the head unit, all that. Uh, if you want to buy... The headset and controllers package, it's $749. You want to buy just the headset, it's $500. You want to buy just the controllers, comes in a pair, it's $279. And if you need the base station, comes with one base station, it's $149. Those are US dollars. And uh, the pre-order is sold out, man. That thing fucking sold out in like 30 minutes. So people are into it. I would love to try it. I'm all for it. Are you into are you into that? Let me know. Let me know if you're going to be getting it. Uh, let me know if you need an invite. You can come on over to the Heine House. We can set you up. I'll make some fancy Heine House Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. We'll get you going. It'll be really nice. Nice. Epic is at it again. Are you guys sick of Epic fucking with shit? I don't know, man. They're kind of like going all over the place. They're kind of going ham right now. They talked some mad shit to uh, to Valve this last week. They said that they're gonna they would stop going after exclusive for Epic. They would stop that if Steam makes a large change in their business structure. Right? Okay. So here's what they said. Epic's CEO Tim Sweeney he kind of laid out an ultimatum in regards to securing further exclusives on Epic Store. You know, Epic's been doing that. They've been going out buying. Uh, they're going to developers and saying, hey, why don't you make it exclusive to Epic? We'll give you a whole bunch of money. And we'll also give you a better cut of the royalties and sales on Epic Store. Hmm, how does that sound? And devs are like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, that makes sense. They want more of a cut because it's cutthroat out here. They're cutting everyone. Hide, hide your mom, hide your dad. They're cutting everyone out here. Nice. Anyway, he says that... Uh, if Valve offers a revenue share for developers on Steam that matches Epic's, then Epic Games will stop signing exclusivity agreements that keep the games off of Steam. Shots fired, bro. If Steam committed to a permanent 88% revenue share for all of its developers and publishers without major strings attached, Epic would hastily organize a retreat from exclusives while honoring our partner commitments. He even said we would consider putting our own games on Steam. Such a move would be a glorious moment in the history of PC gaming and would have a sweeping impact on the platforms for generations to come. End quote. Shots fired. And, you know, in the same time, Epic said, you know, 
with all that being said, guess what? We're going to buy one of the fucking biggest games out there. That's been one of the biggest games for a long, long time. A massive multiplayer, massive esports contender. What a game. Yeah, Epic bought fucking Rocket League. Yeah, can you believe it? Um, developers of Rocket League say that this will give them um, more resources for Rocket League in the competitive esports arenas. They said they've always worked closely with Epic as they use the Unreal Engine for their game. Could be a good thing. However, there's speculation now, of course, that Epic will be pulling the game off of Steam and selling it exclusively on the Epic launcher. Boom, shots fired. Oh, you know they're going to do that. But here's the, here's the kicker, though. They're a fucking day late and a dollar short. That game has already sold its shit. All right, Even if they pulled it off of Steam tonight, it's still... If you haven't played Rocket League now, you're not going to. I think everyone who, who plays Rocket League has played Rocket League and has Rocket League. Right? Am I right? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, they may do some more esports down the road and, and there'll be a huge resurgence of it. But will it match the initial sales figure that it had on Steam? No, fuck no. No way. I don't think so anyway. <clears throat> Ubisoft, Ubisoft, what the fuck, Ubisoft. They're trying to prevent key reselling. Uh, with, sil quote, silent key activation is what they're calling it. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to cut down on people reselling of their keys and having the game activate on uh, a different platform than their own. Like Steam. <clears throat> so that basically means, you know, the sites that you go to and you buy like your, your CD keys or whatever, they get like a discounted key or whatever. Yeah, they're trying to crack down on that. Um, like cdkeys.com or whatever. I purchased a few games on there. Fanatical.com. I purchased a few keys from them as well. They've had some good deals. Uh, it basically, when you purchase the key from those places, what they want is they want you to log into your, your fucking shit right there. Like if you, if you, like if you go on there and you buy like Assassin's Creed, it's going to be like, Hey, uh, that's great. You can have this key, but log into you play, brah. Bruh. Log into you play. I'm like, nah, fool. Um Yeah. I mean, it's their game, right? I mean, I see it from both sides. It's their game. They can do what they want with it. They can they can say they can say no, you can't activate this shit. You didn't buy it from us. I mean they can. They can pull an epic. They can pull an epic store, bro. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I just know that I love when I get, you know, good deals and good sales on keys. I like Humble Bundle. You know, they got the big bundle of shit, and you can just get a whole bunch of great keys, great games for cheap. It's pretty nice. Who knows? How about Hyperkin? Hyperkin's got some new hardware I want to talk about a little bit. It's a Switch dock in lime green, and it looks like an N64. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, I'm going to show a picture of this. It's 64-bit. Shape and color has TV mode via the HD port, so you can charge it uh, and play at the same time. Charges the console while you play, and it charges up to three controllers 
or other devices via the USB ports compatible with the wired switch compatible controllers uh, via the USB port. And of course, it is fucking out of stock because it's sold out. May 29th is what they say they're going to get some back in. I'm going to pop over the screen. You can see that there on the old iPad. How about that? It looks kind of nice, doesn't it? It looks like the Jungle Green N64. I like that. Now, reports... Now, this is where it gets tricky, because reports a while ago, I started reading about this, is that people were buying... I don't know, maybe they were buying just, like, cheap knockoff docks, but they were buying docks and putting their switches on them, and it was frying their switches. Because evidently, something with the power was wrong, the voltage was wrong. You buy that no-name aftermarket cheap bullshit, you risk a lot, and I wouldn't recommend that. Now, <clears throat> I know Hypercan, I know they make great products, and uh, they haven't always made amazing stuff, but the stuff, I'd say, in the last five, six, seven years has been great. So, um... <laughs> I don't know. I figured they would know about that, right? You figured they would they would understand. There's another shot of it there with with the uh, the dock on it. I actually like it. I kind of like that it's at an angle, too. Like, you could put that tabletop right in front of you. Like, the TV is in front of you. You could put that there. It looks nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks nice. I will say, though, PSA real quick, be really careful about docking your Switch, even with the one, even with the dock that it comes with. Just be very careful when you put that in and out, that that movement, that motion. Um, anything that has moving parts like that, it's very, very scary because the contacts inside there at the bottom of your switch are very small, and the docking mechanism is very small. There's a lot of wiggle room. I don't know if you notice when you dock your switch, it moves around a lot. It's very temperamental, and I see that being a very weak point. Mark my words, I hope to come back here in five or ten years and everyone is saying that their fucking switch is broken. I mean, I don't... That came out wrong. I don't hope this, but mark my words, I think this is going to happen. Because people are taking it in and out, in and out, and it's just a weak point. Uh, there's little metal tabs inside there. They're so fragile. Like, what the fuck? It's almost like... It's almost like a design flaw, to be honest. It's really kind of scary. So, that's going to be a uh, pretty big problem, I think, in the future. But hopefully not for this. This looks nice. Well... I'd love when Hyper can get at me. I'd love to do a review on it. Check it out. Looks pretty nice. <clears throat> um, Y'all, come on now. You guys saw the fucking Sanic trailer. You saw Sanic movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Don't act like you didn't see it. I know you saw it. And we all gasped in horror. We gasped in horror as we watched... The trailer, and we said to ourselves, I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. For fuck's sake. That's what we said. We're like, what in the fuck is this? Oh, fuck. And, uh, yeah. I don't know what to think at first, because I'm, tri I'm tripping. I'm like, oh, man, you know, video game tie-in movies. You know, some are good, some are bad, but I'm all for it, you know? I'm all for it. But this was a kind of a train wreck, and I don't need to really talk about that part of it. We all know that. But they had Jim Carrey in it. They had Jim Carrey in the fucking thing, cast him, and he's playing Eggman. What? This is really cool. This is really excellent. I think this is going to be nice. And then we saw Sonic. And then we saw Sanic. And he looks fucking horrible. He looks so derpy. 
Doesn't look like Sonic at all. His eyes are fucked. His mouth is fucked. Everything about it. He's tall. He's really, he's got long ass legs now. I mean, dude, put him in fucking, put him in those uh, uh, tight jeans, right? Put him in those, I don't even know what they're called anymore. What what, what do they call, what do they, what do they call those fucking, uh, those uh, really tight jeans that guys wear? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm lost for words. I don't remember. But put him in those because he'd look good in those. <clears throat> the trailer was fucked. You you guys know about it. If you haven't seen it yet, go look it up. So, but here's the argument. All right. So here's the argument. They're like, well, it's marketed towards kids, right? I've heard that argument. That's marketed towards kids. So the kids, you know, it's, it's supposed to look like it. First of all, I have I have a few things I want to say about this. Um, if you ha- anyone out there with kids with young kids right now, like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, even ten years old, do they know Sonic? They may know of Sonic like they know of Mario, but are they really, like, do they really know Sonic? And the answer is no, they don't. I don't think they do. They're not going to, I mean, yeah, they're marketing this towards kids because it's a kid movie, but it's Sonic the fucking Hedgehog, all right? It's not like the main player in Minecraft. If they said this, the main player in Minecraft, Miney or whatever the fuck his name is or her name, whatever it is, there's even a character. If they marketed a, a Minecraft movie, I would say, yeah, that's for all the 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds that are out right now. But Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic the fucking Hedgehog? Super Nintendo Genesis Wars? Mario vs. Sonic? What? The console wars? The original OG console wars? You dirty dicks, you're marketing this to 30 to 50-year-olds. Don't even fucking trip. So when you come out with a trailer with a derpy ass Sonic and he looks all fucked up. Dude. You're just trying to fucking rub that shit in our face. You're just trying to fuck with us. You know what's interesting about it? Is that the internet had an outrage. And people went ape shit. They're like, what are you doing to Sonic? And I'm sitting here going, that's fucked up. They got Jim Carrey in. I thought Jim Carrey was like retired and done, right? I thought, I mean, he, he looked like Dave Letterman, man. He was just like, he had a fucking beard. He didn't give a shit. And unfortunately, he lost his girlfriend a couple years ago. Rest in peace. He went through a whole bunch of drama. Uh, a very hard time for the man. It's like, you know, people like do news articles on him and are making fun of him and saying, oh, he's a fucking recluse. He's doing this, blah, blah. People stay out of it. Stay the fuck out of the man's business, you know. But he's, you know, I thought I thought he was like done doing that, done doing movies. According to him, he was kind of like, I'm over this shit, you know. I'm I'm over it. I'm gonna go speak at colleges and fucking move on. But hey, we're Jim Carrey. We're talented. We're super talented, and we may be running out of a little money, maybe. So he's like, hey man, I'll do a fucking Sonic movie. I don't give a shit about this stupid little hedgehog. He had a huge-ass beard, remember that? I bet you he went to fucking Walmart. I bet you that's the first thing he did after that phone call. Hey, Jim, you want to do a Sanic movie? He's like, oh, hell yeah. I just need to go down and get some Remington to get a fucking blade, get this get this beard off, and I'll be right down, you know? Oh, Eggman? What, does he eat deviled eggs? I'm down. You know, you know it. You know it! You, you know it! I don't know, man. I think we're going to see it. It's going to be hilarious. But here's what happened. All right, so here's here's the 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 twist 
the plot twist in the whole thing. The next fucking day, or two days after, whatever, the director of the movie came back and was like, oh, no, 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 everyone, please relax, calm down, everyone, please take a seat, everything's cool. We are changing Sonic's look. Don't worry, we're going to make it right. He's going to look great. Don't even worry about it. Come see our movie. We want you to see the movie. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like the next day? I mean, yeah, I guess you did light up the internet with your bullshit, but the next day? So here's my speculation. I have no hard evidence or proof of this at all, but I think it was planned. Yes, I'm calling it out. I think it was planned. They they knew they were going to make Derpy Sonic. They knew they were going to piss everyone off. They knew they were going to piss off every 50, 40, and 30-year-old out here. You know it. You know it. And they already had planned to redo Sonic. And I think maybe it was kind of like a light plan. They're like, well, let's release a trailer, see how it goes, see how people feel. If nobody complains and it's all good, then we'll just keep it. But if people bitch, then let's just go with plan B because I know we already have plan B. We're already making Sonic look good. They already know what's going on. I, th- I personally think that's what happened. It seems really fucking suspect. And because of the drama, I put together a few pictures. Steph threw some pictures in here, too, of Sanic. Sonic the Sanic Hedgehog. He's got to go fast. If you're watching this on YouTube, I got some. I got the iPad up here. You can check the video feed. These are my favorite Sonic memes that we were able to find this week due to the fucked up movie trailer. This one right here, we've been, you've been looking at that for the last couple of minutes. Sonic, gotta go fast. What the fuck is up with his arm over here? Look at this arm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so funny. What's this one? <coughs> Originally, I was going to make like a top 10 list. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to drop them in. Drop the pictures in. What is this? This is like Sanic I Like Rings. It almost looks like a old Mickey Mouse. Like something where they photoshopped his head in there. I don't know. What that. What is that one from? I don't know what that's from. Hilarious. Oh, dear God, no. Oh, dear God, no. It's Banjo-Kazooie. Somebody photoshopped fucking a banjo kazooie on there and uh the movie coming out 2-9-2021. The movie's called Pack Your Bear Necessities. <laughs> it's just the bear necessities, the simple bear necessities. Oh god no. Can't be having that. Yes, this is probably the best meme I've seen. This is number one in my book. It is a Photoshop of Sonic the Hedgehog, but superimposed is Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage, he's everywhere. And this is fucking hilarious. Look at this. I swear to God, they should have just done that. And people would have died laughing. They should have just done that. God, I can't. I'm going to just leave this here for the rest of the book. The podcast. And uh, I have my special guest with me, Mr. Uh, Sonic Cage. Mr. Nick Cage. Uh, Sonic, how are you, sir? Good to see you. Uh, how, are you going fast? Is everything good? Yeah, lovely. Very nice. But I will say, the best, 
the best, uh, all these memes, there's hundreds of memes out there. They're hilarious. We love them. But the best one is right here. Oh, look at that cute dog. That is our little Bobby, Bob Barker. He's got a Sonic outfit. And of course, Stephanie would have a Sonic outfit for Bob. Look at him. And look at how happy he is in it. He fucking hates it. He's like, what is this shit? Get it off me. But look at him. Isn't that cute? Oh, Bob. He's so cute. <laughs> so good. I put this picture up down here because just so you can see, somebody went in and photoshopped. Here's the Sonic that they showed in the movie. I mean, like, look at his eyes. And what the fuck? I just noticed he has eyelashes. Like, that's so weird. Not that you'd really notice that in the movie, but it's just fucked up. His nose is weird, and his mouth. I think it's his mouth that is... No, it's his eyes and mouth. It's terrible. You know, it's really funny. Stephanie does this really funny thing. I call them troll teeth. In fact, her 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 Wii Me that she has on the console, she they have troll teeth, and I call them the troll teeth. She takes her lip and like puts it up like you know like that e you know like where you 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 rub all the saliva off your teeth and it sounds really gross but then you put your lip up and hold it there he looks like he has troll teeth the whole time so this is why i'm i'm like leaning to believe like they're just fucking with us they're just making this shit up but i wanted to put this picture at the end here is because look i scroll over to the right Somebody photoshopped what Sonic looks like. And look at that. He looks fucking great. He looks great. If they made him that, it'd be perfect. Look at that. From that to that? No, that's fucked. Come on, man. Don't be fucking with us. Don't be fucking with us. That's it for gaming news. All kinds of shit happened in there, huh? How about that? Yeah, we're going to move right on, though. Moving on. <clears throat> Jumping right into some tech news. A lot of really cool stuff happening in the tech world. <clears throat> Childish Gambino and Google have teamed up. There's an app called... Pharaoh AR. It's really interesting. I love Childish Gambino. I used to play a lot of his uh, songs on uh, the Twitch drum streams. You guys remember? If you guys uh, came out to hang out there. Shout out to my homie Dark GX. He always would throw down on some of those. But it's basically a uh, augmented reality type game. You pull it up on your app and Steph played it and I watched her. It's really cool. You walk around and basically it's all synced to music and these like these little pharaohs come out and they kind of start dancing. And as you walk around the house, um, the dancing intensifies or more people start coming out. And you see parts of this, like, you know, this world that's in there mixed with your house or wherever you are. Like it, it there's parts that inter intertwine with each other. Um, it's really cool. And as you progress, the song builds and changes. And it kind of gets more like more drums come in. The melody line comes in, starts to get more and more intense. Very, very cool. I think it'd be awesome to play like at night or something like that in a dark room. Just don't trip over anything. That'd be kind of fucked up. 
But yeah, really cool. And it's a great way to hear some of his new music that's coming out. Really cool stuff. So, you know, AR stuff, you can do it right or wrong. I mean, anyone play the AR stuff on 3DS? Uh, yeah, see, no, not really. But on the phone, you can do it really well on the phone. So that's really, really cool. Um, but I want to talk about this because, yeah, the, the augmented reality app is very cool. Um, but this, it's kind of like the music industry, they've tried stuff like this in the past, not necessarily with AR, but what I'm talking about is they've tried to incorporate bits of technology, um, or, you know, how people consume their entertainment. They've tried to kind of jump on that bandwagon and merge the two, if you will. And, I brought this up because do you remember enhanced CDs? I mean, there were, there were others, others I could talk about too, but enhanced CD was probably one of the most common. You would go and you'd buy the CD and on the CD, it would say enhanced. And in that you would put it into your CD ROM. <laughs> you put that in your CD ROM on your computer and then it would load up uh, a bunch of extras. Maybe it would have some wallpapers. It may have some pictures. It may even have some video, like maybe some music videos, maybe behind the scenes stuff, how things were recorded, and that nice uh, maybe 640 by 480 uh, H.264 heavily compressed uh, video file. <laughs> and you know it looked like shit. I'm just saying that because I know it did. Um, I did own several enhanced CDs including the Britney Spears one. Yes, I did. I had a poster of her on my wall. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I think everyone did in that time, including women and girls and boys and men and creepazoids. <laughs> but yeah, man, they used to do that. Um, the enhanced... The fuck? Got bugs flying around in here? Jesus, what am I living in a dumpster? Um, yeah, but... What was interesting about the Enhanced CD, it was kind of, uh, it was the early days of this, and they were trying to figure out the best practices to do it. But what record industry really wanted from you was your info. And do you remember Sony even had a copy protection on some of their releases? And you would put the CD in, and in order to play the CD, it would install this copy protection software. Kind of... Um, Without you knowing, and by me saying kind of, like totally, they didn't tell you any of this shit. And so it would install copy protection. I remember this. It was terrible. And then it's basically malware. And they got caught for this. They really did. Uh, because what happened was you put the disk in, the copy protection would enable. It would then install this copy protection software on your computer and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of malware. I mean, it was tracking. It was tracking some things. But the problem was is that you didn't know about it. One, you didn't know about it. And two, in order to remove it, it was very, very difficult. And it wasn't clear. It didn't show up in your program files. You weren't able to remove it by normal means, which is kind of a breach of, I mean, I, I want to say like it was a breach of law, but it was... It was very um, unconstitutional to do that. And they did get caught, and they were fined for it. You can read about this. Article. Go look it up. You can read about it if you really want. It's really fascinating that they got caught because people were trying to get rid of it, and you couldn't. And the fact that they wouldn't really let you or they hid how you do it, 
that's that's against that's against rules. You can't be doing that. So uh, yeah. Hey, but uh, go download the <laughs> Childish Gambino AR app. It's great. <laughs> go buy an enhanced CD. It's wonderful. Enhanced, enhanced hand job, and hand job. Nvidia though is at it. They uh, are bringing together some new 16 series GPUs, and everyone's all just in an uproar. No, they're not in an uproar. I actually am really happy with the state that we're in right now with GPUs. Because remember, three, four years ago, like GPUs, like to get a 1070 or 1080 Ti was like a thousand bucks because people were mining Bitcoin and shit. And we're, thank God that's done. Thank God we're over with that because that was, fuck, that was terrible. Um, you just couldn't, basically, you couldn't get a graphics card and you had to get a really shitty one. And, um, it wasn't great for uh, PC gamers, but uh, NVIDIA is launching uh, 16 series GPUs, both for desktops and for laptops. This is really good. Uh, I have a graphic here. I'll, I'll pop up on the screen here in a second. Um, listen to this, folks. This is great news. A $149 GTX 1650 for desktop. And for mobile, the first non-RTX GPU, the GTX 1660 Ti, and the GTX 1650 for laptops. Uh, the big selling point with all these new GPUs is that they do not require an extra power connector onto them. Remember, some of them require like the fucking, you know, nine pin, six pin adapter for extra power. Yeah, these are going to draw power directly from the PCI Express slot. Get slotted, brah. Uh, this is great. Uh, that makes things a little bit more versatile. That means you don't have to get as much on the power supply, right? Eh, not necessarily, but it's something to think about. Um, it's also great for older machines. Maybe if you don't have an extra power plug, I don't know who in the fuck is playing a PC that doesn't have extra power for a GPU, but that that might be the case. Um, <clears throat> I wrote on here that I checked Newegg. Yes, I did. I went and logged in, and they are available. And in some cases, come bundled with a game. How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah, how about that? I made a little graphic here. Let me pop this up on the screen so you can see, if you can see that. You can see we got a GeForce GTX 1650, the 1660, the 1660 Ti, and the RTX 2060 Founders Edition. And uh, the grand slam on that, if you get the RTX 2060 Founders Edition... It's only 350 bucks. I say only. It's a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, do you remember when graphics card... Remember when you spend five, 600 bucks on a graphics card? Come on. 1920 on the GPU cores. Uh, the boost clock speed's at 1680. It's got 6 gigs of DDR6. 192-bit um, memory interface. The memory speed's 14 gigabytes per second it's an eight pin power connector and um takes 160 watts that's the flagship i gave you the flagship on the stats there i mean you can get the base 1650 for 150 bucks buck 50 granted it's not the most powerful thing in the world but it's got four gigs of onboard ddr5 it's got 896 gpu cores eight gig memory speed, and it takes about 75 watts of power. I mean, 
that'll get you through for an entry level gaming PC. You know, you'd probably be able to do some stuff on 1080p there pretty decently. That's pretty good. I'm happy to see it. I'm just glad prices are coming down on that shit. <clears throat> Got a little news from Apple. Apple A. Apple CEO Tim Cook. He wants you to put down your iPhone. The fuck? I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. He was at the Time Summit conference on April 23rd. And um, he was quoted saying this. Apple had not intended for people to be constantly using their phones. End quote. <laughs> he even noted that himself. He has silenced his push notifications. This is the big problem that's happening right now is everyone's on their fucking phones. Including in times when they really shouldn't be. Like driving. I swear I see an accident every single day on the highway because somebody is more than likely texting and driving or on their phone and driving doing stupid shit. Listen, I have every reason to be on my phone. Every reason I want to be on my phone. I want to be looking at different music and choices and I want to be checking my email. I want to be on my phone. But when you're driving... I mean, your safety and other safety? Come on, don't be fucking dumb. Put your phone down. So anyway, Apple's getting... They're, they've always been under fire for this, but everyone's on their phone. So they tried to... Remember this recent update on the, the iPhone? They put screen time. Remember that? So you can look at how much screen time you have been using. And so... Uh, <laughs> holy shit, I spent eight hours a day on Facebook. Oh my God. I spent six hours on Pornhub. Oh, my God. I spent 22 minutes looking at anime titties. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was my screen time. Let me turn that off. Sorry. Um, Tim Cook did go on to say Apple never wanted to maximize user time. We've never been about that. I mean... It's like camel cigarettes saying, hey, don't smoke, all right? But here they are, you know? Apple just basically created the smartphone and apps and opened up an entire new world and a new way to function and get... They opened up a new way for us to absorb information. They opened up a new way for us to communicate. They created so much... And now they're like, well, you know, I mean, you can turn off your notifications. You know, just put the phone down for a bit. Sorry, Tim Cook, it ain't going to happen. We have an amazing moment that's happening right now. A little Microsoft news for you. Do you remember the Microsoft IntelliMouse? It was an amazing mouse. had an incredible design, very ergonomic. It, um, it had a... Uh, a ball in it, okay? It was old school, right? This this isn't USB shit. It's old school. But uh, they came out with an upgrade to that mouse. I mean, the, the IntelliMouse basically changed mice in general. It was a very nice mouse. Had a thumb button, two-click, mouse wheel. It was way ahead of its time. Well, April 4th in 1999... 
they introduced an update to this mouse. And it would change mice forever. It was the introduction of, one, an LED on the bottom of it, and a very small tracking IR camera that could optically track the mouse movement with very extreme precision. Those are the tech specs of that. I'm zooming in on this here so you can see it. You remember what this looked like, boy? Oh, fuck. Holy shit. Yeah, it's amazing. In beige or cream, have you? This mouse right here, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this mouse, for me, was my mouse that I used for everything. We, I remember going and buying it. And it was expensive. Uh, it was expensive. It was like 20 bucks or 25 bucks for the mouse. That's an expensive ass mouse back in the, uh, back in 1999. This played Quake, Duke Nukem 3D, Unreal, Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2, Counter-Strike. This played so many fucking games. And this is the day of defeat mouse, man. Day of defeat for us, man. Amazing. You guys remember this mouse? What was your first game with this mouse? Do you remember? Oh my gosh, it was so good. I love it. Love it. <clears throat> I got a little more tech news to talk about. What the fuck, Sony? I mean, we all know we, there's CES that happens every year. The Consumer Electronics Expo, which they don't want it to be called that anymore. They want it to be called Consumer Electronics. I don't know what they want. But CES happens every year. This is where all these manufacturers go out and show off all of their amazing tech and this, usually we see this is where we see the two hundred thousand dollar tvs and all this crap but sony does have a 98 inch 8k tv that will cost seventy thousand dollars <laughs> for reals brah for reals no, that's fucked up. Prepare your anus in 2019 for that TV to be slid right up in there. Um, Samsung, though, they also have a TV uh, that's coming out that can be viewed in portrait and landscape mode. What? What? <sighs> you can go vertical with it. You can do the, the horizontal mambo or you can go vertical. Okay, this is... All right, I'm going to show it to you guys. Okay, so when it's not used as a conventional TV or a phone enlarger, it can be used as a huge digital photo frame, music virtualizer, Samsung's Bixby voice assistant will all be on hand too. I guess currently it's going to be sold in South Korea only right now, and it's $1,600. Which sixteen hundred dollars? That's not actually not a lot of money for a for a TV that goes vertical. I'm gonna zoom in on this. I'm giving you guys a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of pictures here. So if you know, go back to the YouTube feed and take a look at some of this stuff. Look at that. There it is. Portrait. There it is. Landscape. One, I don't want this to encourage people to keep filming in fucking portrait. Stop that. God, it's annoying. I always made that joke. Now my joke doesn't fly with this TV. I'm like, I always joke with people. I'm like, hey, we watch TV like this. 
All right, not like this. I'm tilting my phone portrait landscape. Quit fucking filming that way. Wow. <clears throat> I don't know. They have to have a huge stand for it like that. For weight, right? For it to tilt it, move it. I just think that looks ugly as shit. I don't know about that. Would you buy that? Would you buy that shit? <clears throat> no, it's interesting though. I got some Amazon news now. See, there's a lot going on, dudes. And dudettes. How about it? Um, did you buy something from Amazon recently? Oh, good. Yeah, I know you did. You bought that Buttfucks Let's Go Nuts 9 DVD collection. I know you did. Well, maybe you don't want that anymore. Or maybe you're done with it. Maybe you bought yourself a Christmas candle. Maybe uh, you need to return that. I'll tell you, you can't return those. But if you did buy something from Amazon and you need to return it, or you have any drama with it, in the United States now, you can take your return to any of the 1,150 Kohl's stores and return your Amazon item. That's right. Amazon and Kohl's have now teamed up, and they're going to be putting little satellite stores inside Kohl's. They tried to do a little test market with this. Originally, it was limited to 200 random stores throughout the U.S., but as of me writing this article, they announced all the stores will feature it. And it gives Amazon an opportunity to also sell their products inside the stores, hoping that when you come in to return your, you know, your, um, your bicycle seat that doesn't fit your buttocks just the way you like, that maybe you'll swing through and get an Echo or something else that they'll have handy. People have those little, little Chinese finger traps, and you put your fingers in, and you can't get your fingers out. You're like, how do I get my fingers out? Ah, you know, maybe I'll do that. Like at Fry's when you walk through, and there's a fucking, you got you to gotta walk like 800 yards to get to the register because it's all fucking candy and snacks and bullshit and flashlights and candy and power strips and fucking soda and all kinds of crap that you don't want and fruity rings that you want. Yeah, yeah. And gum and chips and Mountain Dew. Oh, my must know about that. Amazon's going to have special kiosks set up in the store. And it's even going to have a, quote, Amazon smart home experience. So they're going to probably have some people hanging out there, chilling, doing what they do, doing a little retail, retail therapy. Uh, what's in it for Kohl's? Well, the foot traffic, of course. Doesn't that make sense? They come in. Hopefully they buy a T-shirt. They got great tees, by the way. They're a little pricey. But you can get them, you can get them on sale. I got uh, quite a few Nintendo and PlayStation, a bunch of cool shirts. Great uh, Marvel shirts as well. Got a few anime titty shirts, maybe. I don't know. I'll take a look. Maybe I'll go in there. Maybe I'll get the Amazon experience. Oh, sir, what are you here for? I'm here for the anime titty t-shirts. Where are those at? Can you direct me in the direction of the anime titties, please? Oh, sure. That's right over here. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Jimbo. Um, so the stats for this are already in. In the 200 stores that they originally did this in, all of the revenue and sales in Kohl's is up. Interesting thought I put in, in quotes here. What if, and This is my thought. What if Amazon bought all of the Kohl's stores and made it an Amazon store? A physical location. What? Is that even a thought? I thought of that when I was reading this article. I'm like, bro, they are fucking going to buy the store. 
and they're going to make it an Amazon store. They're going to just load it up with their shit. Think about it. I'm going to go shopping. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to Target? You're going to go to Walmart? Where are you going? No, I'm going to fucking Amazon. What? What? Where? Amazon. What? Aren't they only online? No, they have a physical store. What? Crazy to think. Here's a pick. Here's a dick pick. Yeah, look at that. Got their little Amazon kiosk there. Look at that. They got their little... Got some smart devices around. You know, you can talk to someone. Maybe you go give Alexa a little shout out. Like, what up? What up, girl? G-U-R-L. What up? <clears throat> What's fascinating about this, too, I was reading, is that you don't have even have to fuck with the return. Like, you just take it in, even if you don't have the box. That's what they're saying. Just bring it in. The fucking staff there are going to box it and ship it back to Amazon. They'll do all that. What? What? That's actually pretty cool. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. See how it works. <clears throat> and last but not least, our good friends at Motorola. We've been hearing about this for a while, and I've talked about it before, but we're st we just started to get some more leaked photos. So I wanted to bring this up again. The Motorola Razor is coming back, possibly. I had a Motorola Razor. I also had the Motorola Sliver, S-L-V-R. Look that one up. You guys remember that? It was the very first phone to feature iTunes in it. Yeah, and I had fucking that phone. I actually still have that phone. And I bought a new one that I never used as a backup in case the one I was currently using broke. I still have it. I wonder if the battery's exploded. I should go dig those out of the garage. Maybe I'll show them to you guys sometime. That's crazy. But anyway, it's iconic. It's an iconic phone. It was a great phone for the time. It was very slim. It was a flip phone. And I personally don't like flip phones, but the Motorola Razor was dope. I love it. And it looks, actually, this looks really cool. If these photos are real, you'll see there's a, there's a watermark. A, L, A, what is it? A leaks. Cankle leaks. I don't know what the fuck it says it is. This is uh, some leaked photos. The Motorola. Okay, that looks like a normal razor, right? So there it is. Look at that. Looks good. Looks legit. Then it's like, wait, what? Razor. There it is. I don't know. I can't really see these pictures. It's kind of fucked up. But it looks like, obviously, flip phone. So I'm not sure if it's foldable, though. I don't know, there's a website URL if you want to really go look it up. Just go to Google and look them up. I don't know. It looks like it's a foldable. So, you know, because Samsung has their foldable phones. We've talked about this in the past. That's a really hot thing right now. But those are kind of fucking up and breaking. People are like, what? So it looks like uh, it folds right in the center. And the screen is the entire length of the phone for the most part. Looks pretty cool. If those are real, it'd be very fascinating to see. Hmm. We'll see how that all plays out. Hey, so that's the end of the tech news. How about that? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and hop right into Discord. Because uh, last week, the community event, this is two weeks ago at this point, 
was a hashtag switch. And um, we didn't get a whole lot of participation, but we did get some people coming through talking about some great stuff. And I wanted to hop into Discord and uh, show off some stuff because actually we have some people posting some games and some things that they had in their collection. Really, really nice stuff. So let's go ahead and I'm going to back up just a little bit here. And uh, what I like to do is I do a community event where uh, we give a hashtag or something like that and just get on Discord, post some pictures of it, maybe tell a little story about it, you know, what's going on, what's happening. It's a great way for us all to interact and uh, have great conversation. So uh, I think um, I posted... I'll hop. Here we go. Here we go. Boom. There it is. So hop on the video feed. You can see all this stuff. And if you want to take part, join our Discord. We have a great community in there. We have a podcast chat. This is where you're going to get all the Heine House updates as well um, of YouTube videos and music and all kinds of great stuff. When I go live, I post on there on Twitch, all that stuff. Go to HeineHouse.com. Top of the page, you can see that there's a Discord icon. You can click that and join. Or just look at the show notes of this podcast. The, the link there is in the show notes. Alice in Discord. Look at this. Darius, he posted some great shots of uh, his collection there. And uh, he has a collection there, the special edition on Switch. Dude, I got to pick that up. I didn't even know it existed. Is that... I'm going to assume that that is like Japan exclusive. I don't think we got that in North America. Is it? Let me know. But I love it. The homie DJ, Casico. Wait, what's he got over here? Hold on. Hold on. DJ, what do you got? Now, he has some great arcade marquees. The Sega Gremlin one here. 82. What is that? Frogger? What is that one? I see some Bali Midway. Very cool stuff right here. But I, I'm actually more curious about what the fuck this is. <laughs> Diana sauce? What the fuck? It's barbecue sauce. Bruh. Dude. What? what, what? Bruh, bruh, bruh. Let me know how that sauce is. I'm all about condiments, man. I'm all about the condiments. That's hilarious. Also found this great blockbuster blank tape. Look at that. High standard six hour blank blank blockbuster tape. I love it. I've never seen one of those before. I know they used to sell them though. It's really cool. And I talked about Mystical Ninja. I put it on my list and he pulled out some of his N64 box games to show everyone. Please do that, folks. If you got some games I talk about or you know, you want if you got three wheel thunder on Dreamcast, <laughs> post a picture of it. Post a picture of it. Mystical Ninja, very cool. Nice looking game. Nice looking box. Yeah, we can't forget about Diddy Kong. Look, there it is, Diddy Kong Racing. Of course, we won't forget about that. There's a picture here I posted of the Dirty Dick casting couch. That's uh that's Stephanie in my game room right there. Playing some games, playing some gems. My brother was in town three weeks ago at this point, and uh, look at us there hanging out, playing some games on the couch. I was actually watching him speedrun the fuck out of Mega Man. The dude is insane at Mega Man. Always love when he comes into town to hang out. Yeah, the homie Vaughn getting in there. Anyway, see, there's the episode eight. See, I post about it. You can get updates. Good stuff. We, we always post memes. We post some cool memes and some some jiffies, some giffies. Yeah, look at that. 
Nice collection there, Alice. So yeah, anyway, a lot of good stuff happening in Discord. See, great conversations, good chat. You can just come on over here. As you can see, we have the chat room, the main chat room, where we just have all kinds of great stuff to talk about. See all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, look what happened. There it is, yeah. Leave everything to us, Microsoft. Fuck off. As it was rebooting and reinstalling Windows. But uh, you can also click on podcast chat here, and that is dedicated specifically to our podcasting chat. But we've got areas for food, porn. People can post pictures of their yummy food, which everyone likes to do. There's some pizza. There's Homer. Some sauces, some chilies. Yeah, look at all this good stuff. So there's food porn in there. You want to check that out. Community voice servers. And then, of course, Patreon exclusive rooms. If you are a party pack tier on Patreon, you can join in there and chat with the homies. Plus, you get exclusive chat with me in there. So, yeah, good stuff. So that's Discord. Love it. Okay, we're going to wrap things up with... Um, I'm going to do... I'm going to take an audio question here. <clears throat> and thank you so much for uh, sending in some audio questions. I got one here. And again, if you want to get down with uh, sending an audio question, just record yourself on the computer, your smartphone, what have you, and then send it on over. Send it over. Send it over, baby. And then from there, I can just go in and uh, pop it up. I'm going to... Do one thing. There we go. I'm working. I'm working the boards, folks. I'm working the boards. All right. Audio question coming up here from Nathan Taylor. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for sending the question over, dude. Hey, Jason. Nathan here. Been a listener since about 2013. I got into the crew after hearing you talk about it on, on All Gen Gamers. I was wondering what you thought about the new DLC Hot Shots on the crew, too. Um, I played on PS4, so it's actually kind of tough to get the Platinum reward. Next week, it's going to be a Lancer Evolution Special Edition. It looks really cool. Um, I don't know. I didn't know if you were planning on trying to unlock it yourself, or I heard on PC it's actually really easy because the player base is so small. Dead. Anyway, I just wanted to get your <laughs> thoughts on it, and uh, I was actually surprised to see another wave of DLC come out for it. Cause yeah, yeah. I heard everyone saying that it was a dead game at this point. Dead. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about it. And um, I'm loving the new podcast. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the audio question and comment about that. Dude, you and me both, man. I am I'm blown away that they are still releasing stuff for it. You know it's dead. Have you seen their social media? They post something. People all like, what are you guys doing? Are you still alive? This is fucked. Um, the crew. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to take like a, a half hour to talk about this, but I will say, for me, the crew could have been and was on par to be one of the best racing experiences that we've had in many many years. A completely open world on the entire U.S., really fully detailed arcade style racing. Connect with your friends, PvP, build your cars, have a garage, have a house you can walk around in. I mean, there were so many great things about this game. I love the first crew. I've spent thousands of hours playing it. Uh, I bought the second crew, and I, I think the game engine is better, but I feel like they went backwards with it. There's just so many things about it that weren't right. Um, 
They didn't have GPS up top. They didn't, you know, it was still difficult to connect. They didn't have PvP at launch. It, the game had nothing to do. You you complete the game in one day, one setting, and it's boring. There's nothing else to do. It's a dead world. And it's really frustrating to have only like eight people or what is it, 12 people in your session. There's a lot of problems. So anyway, I don't want to get into this. I just think it's a huge missed opportunity. It was one of the games I am so looking forward to. I was so looking forward to. I talked about it for years on All Gen Gamers. I was so fucking pumped. I remember I was at Portland Retro Gaming Expo even. I'm at a fucking convention on a, in, in a panel. And I'm, people are like, what is your most anticipated game? I'm like, fucking crew, bro. Crew. I was excited. And they just let they just drop the ball. They fucking drop the ball. And this new Hot Shots DLC, I think this is probably the best update that we've had since the game came out. The game came out, what, a year ago? Fuck off. Problem is, I played Forza Horizon. And Horizon 4 is amazing. An amazing game. Handling is better. Overall, the only thing it doesn't have going for it is that the map is smaller. I wish... Horizon 4 had a map the size of crew, and then we'd have a winner. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I think it's great they put the uh, Evo in there. They need to. Mitsubishi needs to make an impression. They need to make an appearance in there. But we get, what, one Evo? It's like, fuck, you know? So, yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm not playing it. I uninstalled it, dude. I uninstalled it. And I did install it the day that DLC came out. I did Nathan, I went in, I installed it, all 50 gigs of it, and I started to play it a little bit, and I was trying to play it. I did a few rounds in PvP, and I'm like, no, I can't get into it. I can't get into it. So it's really, really quite a shame. It's quite a shame. And I'm sorry that it is. But I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, and it is a dead game. There's no one playing it. Like, you try to find someone on PvP, it takes forever to, to match up on lobby, if you're even lucky to lobby. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's not good. It sucks. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, bruh. What? <sighs> hey, how about that? Episode 9 in the bag. I thought I was going to take it right up to two hours. I had so much to talk about, but I tried to, I tried to be sensitive of the time. Tried to get through it as quickly as possible, but also... As cohesive as possible. Get at us in Discord. Jump on in there. I, I don't even have a community event this time. Um, I think what we should probably... You know what we should do? I was just looking at my, my notes of this. Why don't we do... Um, for the anniversary... Yeah, let's do this. For the anniversary of the Microsoft IntelliMouse. Right? So let's do hashtag mouse or mice and i'm referring to the computer mouse i'm just making this up as we go let's let's ask the uh the coin block eight ball hey coin block eight ball is that a good hashtag to use is that a good idea as i see it tough luck so that means yes right it's good <laughs> Hashtag, how about, uh, I mean, I don't know, hashtag mouse, computer mouse, whatever. Let's do that. Let's take a picture of 
of a mouse. But interpret that however you want. Something retro. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. What's the oldest mouse you have? Actually, oh. Oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. I'll post it up later. I got a good one. All right, so follow suit. Follow suit. Discord. Heinyhouse.com. Okay, folks. Hey, it has been absolutely real. Thanks again for all the participation. Thanks for the audio question, Nathan. And uh, I hope you guys all have a fantastic rest of your day and a great week gaming, living in the tech. I hope uh, you guys... Um, I hope you just have a great day, man. I missed being here. It's been so good to sit and chat with you guys. All right, I think that's it. That's it. Catch you guys later. Have a good one. Much love. That's all for this episode of Heine House Live. Thank you all so much for being here. This podcast is directly supported and funded by your generous pledges given on Patreon. You know, and if you're sitting there like, hey, you know, thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. You know, I had a good time. You know, this was a good date. We had a, we had a nice, nice sesh here. Maybe he had a little giggle. You know, maybe he had a little tickle. You know, if you felt a little something, something, had a good laugh, cracked a little smile, you know, swing on by Patreon. Just come on in. You don't even need reservations. It's, it's always open for you. Ready to go. Just come on by. Got a bunch of exclusive content, music, all kinds of stuff there for you. And of course, how about social media? If you're on the interwebs, maybe you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at handle at Heine House. And lastly, of course, audio questions. Please get those going. Get on the horn. You know, get on the the bullhorn. Maybe you want to get on the string and cup. And maybe you got a talk boy. Maybe you want to submit that to me via talk boy. That would be fantastic. Bust out the cassettes. Submit those audio questions via email. HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. And of course, the real-time community chat can be found in our Discord server where the party never ends. It continues all night long. HeineHouse.com. See y'all in the next one. Bye now.